0: Steven C. Productions.
1: That's what I want to see. bro. Like, 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 that's my vision of how I want to see the future. I want to see people talking about what stocks they own. You know, how much stock they got in this company or that company or whatever like that. Like, that's, that should be the new, that's the new flex. What's
0: up, what's up? Welcome to episode five of Talking From Experience. If you didn't know, you about to learn. My name is Steven, and I am your host. Today, I'll be talking with my friend, Ryan Richard. I met Ryan the same way I meet a lot of my good friends, actually. He dated one of my cousins. (laughs) But that's besides the point. Turns out, Ryan's been investing in the stock market for a couple years. And being that that's something that I've heard a lot of people can benefit from, I thought I'd share this conversation with you. We don't go too in-depth over the nuances and things like that, but I think it's a pretty good place to start. So let's get it. What makes a good investor?
1: I would say the number one quality of a good investor is a person with a lot of patience that can, you know, buy a stock or whatever the investment is, and have the patience to hold it through ups and downs. And don't be afraid not to follow the herd. You know, I think a great investor doesn't follow the herd. You know? so if everybody's piling the one thing, just because somebody, everybody's piling the one thing, they don't just jump into it because it's you know the hot thing. You know, or worry about oh nobody nobody likes this stock. Nobody like this company. I'm not gonna buy it. Like they they they're independent minded. You know, they do their own they do their own analysis. They have their own understanding. You know, and they buy they buy or don't buy, but they choose to buy or not buy.
0: Okay, yeah, I've I've heard somebody give the advice. Um. If you're going to invest, invest in something that you believe in. Yeah. Like something like a, product, a a company that sells products you would buy or services that you would use. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. As long as you can do, I mean, you got to make sure it's a good business because like, okay, you don't want to like buy into something just because you like it and uh, nobody else really likes it like that. The products or whatever, there's no demand for it. So it's a bad company, you know, all uh, the company's full of debt. Mm-hmm. You know, or not, they not—they don't make money. You know, they're not profitable. You want to make sure. So it's two things. It's one, what you say. You want to make sure it's a company that you at least understand. You want to make sure too that it's a good business that they're actually making money. You know, um, there's a demand for their products for their services. And then if you happen to use it, that's even better because you are the you you are the expert, right? You know, if if you dig into like um. Like you were telling me earlier about the microphone, that company, because you you really into into those type of microphones, that company that makes, that makes those type kind of microphones, you can explain better, you know, to me, what's great about uh, this company, because you use their products. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um, so what what exactly is a stock? A stock is a piece of a business. When you buy a stock, see, most people think that a stock is a, a piece of paper or just a number. You know, or just a little ticker symbol that moves around on a screen on a TV screen, <laughs> you know. But now, nah, stock is a stock is you're buying a piece of a business. You're becoming the owner, uh, one you know, part owner of of a, of a company. So, for example, if you buy stock in McDonald's, you are now a part owner of McDonald's.
0: So do I get like a reserved parking when I go to McDonald's? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, I wish it was like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was like that. But I do know somebody that um, I'm gonna say that it's guaranteed to actually work. But I do know somebody who has stock in like Walmart, and they actually told the people on, um, they had some issues with some products being delivered from from Walmart. And they told, they told the, um, the people at the company that they am I'm, I'm a, I'm a shareholder. I own stock in Walmart and they worked the situation out. Wow. <laughs> so that's not guaranteed to always happen, but it, I mean, it can, you know, it just depends, you know? Um, so yeah, you become like a part owner. I mean, I'm not, are you the controlling owner or you, no, you don't own the company outright. So you don't get any kind of like special perks or nothing like that, you know, but you know, you share in the profits so financially you know you you benefit okay so
0: how how does one benefit financially like how 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 do you go from your initial purchase of a portion of the company to making money off of it
1: okay there's two ways you can either and it depends on the company but you can either make money from appreciation which means the price whatever you bought the stock for as it goes up your 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 share goes up or also what they call dividends dividends is a a piece of the company's profits that they pay out to the shareholders which is another name for a person who owns the stock some some pay monthly and some pay quarterly every 3 months so you can get paid either through dividends or through stock appreciation so appreciation is that
0: Uh, Does that depend on how long you've had it, uh, how well the company's
1: doing? Well, it's it's a lot of factors. I mean, but it's pretty much, you know, a stock moves, you know, it's a a marketplace. So it's moving based on how many many people are buying compared to how many people are selling. If you've got more buyers, then the price goes up. If you have more sellers, the price goes down. Now, people are going to buy and sell for different reasons. So if a company's doing really well, more than likely, the the market's going to realize that, and they're going to want to buy into that stock. And as they buy into the stock, the stock price goes up, meaning your your share goes up. Okay. So, as if there's a
0: appreciation happening and, and the the uh, the price of the stock goes up, if you're a
1: holder, uh, if you're a shareholder, how does that affect the dividends? Do you, do you make more? Uh no, the dividends going to be set. Okay yeah so a company's gonna set you know a certain percentage that, that they um that they pay out in regards to the stock price if they pay a dividend you got some companies don't pay a dividend because see it's, it's two different things okay companies they're in different phases you got some companies that's in a growth phase right so what they do is as they make money they take the money and they reinvest the money back into the business to grow the business I mostly like the um your small smaller companies, you know, um, less established companies, they usually don't pay out a dividend. But then you have a more like your more larger companies, more well established, stable companies, that's not really worried about growing too much. They'll take part of their profits and pay it out to the shareholders in the form of, in the form of dividends. So it all depends on like what what phase the company's in. And you got some companies that do both. They they in the growth. Like for like Apple, for example. Apple, Microsoft, they're big, you know, huge established companies, but they still pay out of dividends. I mean, well, they're huge growing companies. They're still growing. Apple and Microsoft. Not not at the rate they were before, you know, it's a lot slower. But they're still growing companies, but they still pay out of they they still pay out a dividend. Okay, so when did you start investing in the stock market? I started maybe like, man, maybe like uh, three years ago. I'll say three or four years ago. Okay, so you're a millionaire now. <laughs> nah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, man. Well, one day, you know, one day. But it's it's a it's a lot of um factors that play into that. You know, it's not just the market. I mean, the market can help you, but you know, um, also how you budget your money. You know, how you spend your money, savings and that kind of stuff. It plays into it. If you allocate your your, your money correctly, you're going to do pretty well.
0: And So allocating just means putting your money in different businesses?
1: Well, I say like, um, what you buy, you know, what you spend your money on. Are you spending your money mostly on liabilities or assets? Are you spending your money mostly on things that, when I say liabilities, I mean things that cost you money, that lose you money. Or do you spend most of your money on assets, things that make you money? You know, you know, it's always a, a decision we make every single day. Right. You know, we make that decision every single day. And some things are necessary. You know, some liabilities are necessary. You know, food food don't make you money, but you got to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, your light bill don't make you money, but you have to eat. I mean, you have to, you have, to have lights. But the latest, greatest gadget, you know, are the... Are the the happening fashion that's in that's in style, you know, right. using in Nike, for example, I'd rather have Nike shoes or Nike stock who's paying me, who's costing me money, you know, or, you know, whatever company. But I'd rather have the, the latest, greatest iPhone that's not that much different from the last iPhone. Or would I would rather have Apple stock.
0: What comes to mind uh, is something like people who collect trading cards, mm-hmm. like baseball cards, even like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm hmm. You can buy a pack for like $8 and it's like random assortment of cards. But within that, there might be a card that's worth $1,000 because it's an extremely rare card. Mm -hmm. So I think in every aspect of life, there's there's an option to buy assets or liabilities. And I think a lot of people need to refocus... Uh, like, and be more intentional about purchasing things that are assets. Like you said, you know, they buy a pair of shoes that that they're planning on wearing. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they pay three dollars $400 for it. And it's not like you can resell the shoe if you've worn it. You know?
1: Exactly. They say, they say like, they say a car, man, they say as soon as the car leaves a lot, when you drive it off the lot, the value goes down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's crazy to me when I, when I think about it. You know how? I mean, how can you spend all this money on like Gucci and you know whatever Versace or different brands? But I mean, I mean, if you're gonna buy Gucci, buy Gucci, cool. But then invest in the company that owns Gucci.
0: Right. Um, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about getting Nike. Yeah. You know, like, you know, would you rather have a pair of Nike shoes or on Nike stock? Like, Well, if you have a uh, Nike stock, you might as well just get your Nike shoes from, you know. Yeah, exactly. It supports I mean, your business. Almost like paying yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's how I look at it. I just say support your business. If you love um, Xbox so much, cool. Buy Xbox. Buy some Microsoft. Yeah. You know, buy when I own part of the company, when I be, when I be an owner... You know, and you and you, you paying yourself. It's like like think about like um, if you own the uh uh hamburger you know restaurant for example, you probably won't be going to McDonald's. Why would you support the competition? You know, you own a, you own your own hamburger restaurant, so right. You know, you want to support your own business. So it's kind of the same thing. That's how I look at it. That's real flexing. Do think about it. You want flex on somebody? You flex on somebody by by going back to let's, let's, let's go to um to uh PlayStation. Okay. You got a PlayStation owned by Sony, right? Created by Sony, but at the same time you got Sony stock. That's real. That's that's what I want to see, bro. Like, like, like that's my vision of how I want to see the future. I want to see people talking about what stocks they own. You know how much stock they got in this company or that company or whatever like that. Like that's that should be the new. That's the new flex. Okay, so you want
0: more people to start uh, to be to be investors?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, that, that's to me that's the new flex. I want to hear. I want to hear rappers talk about it too. You know, mm-hmm. and the music. Yeah, I want to see dudes rapping about how much shares they have in this company or that company.
0: And that that would be a really good avenue for um. I mean, to to get people in into it, you know. Yeah, using the music. I think even, uh, I feel like even companies should start doing like ad campaigns for people to buy stock. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. So I never thought about that. Like think about it. Invest like in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. What kind of effect do you think that would have on the market though, if it's all of a sudden it's flooded by a bunch of newcomers? Man, it,
1: it'd be, it could be good and bad. The price would go up on everything. Yeah, I think it would be good and bad. Shit. Then you have people who in there who are not, who not in there for the right reasons. they try trying to make a quick buck. So you have folks in the markets, you know, buying stuff, selling stuff, buying stuff, selling stuff, and it will fool with prices, you know, um, for those of us that want to buy and hold and be in it for the long term. Well, I mean, I can imagine it might be good for the people who are in the long term. Depends if people are, you know, Respecting the stock and holding the stock, but if everybody's dumping because they they made five percent or yeah three <laughs> percent. <3%, laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? So it, it, yeah, what what I'm thinking is more like if you just hold on to it to your share, then you should be all right once once everything
1: once everything levels out. Depends. But if I what if I want to sell at a certain time, but because everybody's dumping and selling because mm-hmm. they don't understand, you know, whatever. Now my price thing went down. So it just depends, you know. Um, I think the main thing is people need to to get educated. Like start with that first. Get educated on the the markets. Right. Kind of like what we're doing right now. You know, kind of get an understanding, a basic understanding. And, um, you know, respect the markets. You know, don't treat it like a casino. You know, a lottery ticket you know understand what it is it's a vehicle to build to help you to build um generational wealth mm generational wealth <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying for you your children you know you know on down the line grandchildren or if you don't have any kids nieces nephews whoever you know whatever you, the next generation that you look out for you know mhm that's what the stock market is you know the the best use the best for that not just to benefit you it benefits you, but at the same time you're holding it so you can benefit your you know your kids and the next generation
0: I think that's a pretty relatively new uh way of thinking actually um <laughs> like leaving something for the next generations like I feel like some people have have done have been intentional about that, but I think the vast majority of people they they're just barely hanging on, <laughs> yeah. Right now for themselves, and they're not thinking about you know about my kids and grandkids.
1: Yeah, that's true, bro. Mo, no, I'm gonna tell you this, man. Most people are selfish. Bro. They care. They care more about their first name than than they do their last name. Mm. You know, so it's all about you know me. They want to make sure that you know I, and me, that they get them. You know, and they can. They can. I, I won't say they don't care, but they don't think about, they're not conscious of, or some people just don't care, really, about having something to pass down, you know, to the to the their, say their children, grandchildren, people that have your last name.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I do what I do for my last name. I don't do what I do for my first name. You know, so, not just stocks, I mean, anything, bro, A business, you know, whatever you, whatever you into, whatever you're doing that's just generating, you know, income for yourself, you gotta keep, the next generation in mind, have something for them, you know.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's a lot of uh, what's been ingrained in us, though, especially like in a, in today's culture where where everything is self serving. Like everything is, uh, you know, how can this benefit me, versus how how is this going to benefit my my predecessors? so i think I think it's not so much that people are selfish. you can look at it that way, but I think it's more um, we've been conditioned to to not see the bigger picture, so it's like well, what's right in front of you that's what you need to take care of you know whatever whatever that might mean for you in the future <laughs> people don't for some reason people don't like to think about about that
1: nah bro i i just i think. Okay, you could say like a person may not be a selfish person, but they being selfish. Right? Like for, if you got a thousand dollars, right? Let's say you have an extra thousand dollars, and you choose to take that those those thousand dollars, and um, you could you could put that money into something, into a business, put that money into stocks, put that money in risk, but you choose to go on a vacation. That's selfish. Because the vacation ain't not going to benefit the next generation. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying people shouldn't take vacations. I'm just saying that you know when the opportunity presents itself, when that money could be used for for that purpose of benefiting the next generation, but you choose to take that last your only thousand dollars you have left, and you choosing to use that money for your own you know enjoyment. That's selfish
0: for uh, instant gratification. Yeah,
1: that that's selfish. Well, because that money could have been used. Now like, you didn't spend that money, and the money's gone now. You didn't made Hilton Hotel rich. You didn't made Airbnb rich. You didn't made um, whatever restaurant you didn't went to yeah, or Southwest. Yeah, Southwest <laughs> Airlines. <you didn't>, Uber. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't increase all their. Um, you didn't make their families rich. You mm-hmm. know. And you didn't what about your what about your kids?
0: You don't even own stock in the company.
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you got no stock in the company. You ain't got nothing, man. You just, you know, our decisions, you know, that we make on our spending, you either use that money to, to to benefit or to or to cost, you know?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. All the things you can uh, invest, like aside from the stocks, uh I was hearing about uh people who invest in art. Yeah. You know, yeah. They uh what is it? I think Jay Z has that song, The Story of OJ. Oh yeah, what yeah, you say, yeah! I bought some artwork for two million. Oh yeah, two man. years later, that's worth four million. <laughs> four years later, that's worth eight million. Mm. I can't wait to give this to my children.
1: Exactly, bro. Exactly. That's <laughs> wow, what I'm talking man. about. Yeah. See, he ain't talking about for himself. Mm-hmm. And you know, people.
0: Yeah. Oh man, and people love to hate on that. People are like, oh, you stupid! You paid two million for a painting. Oh yeah, bro. People,
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude, they don't understand, bro. They. A lot of people, I'm gonna tell you, a lot of people hate rich people, bro. Mm-hmm. Like they don't like anybody that's rich. And to me, that's like the, such a, such a self defeating type of attitude to have. I'm gonna I'm gonna study the rich. I wanna learn from the rich. You know, if, if 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 I'm trying to be, if I wanna be rich one day, you gotta study the people that's already there. So like, yeah, they'll they'll hate, bro. They'll hate on people that's successful they'll hate on people that that's you know financially secure and because they feel like i guess they feel like they can't never do it
0: right yeah i think that that's that's the point that i was uh picking up on there is uh it's a lot of self-doubt you know they, they look at that and their first reaction is it's like oh i can never have that so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hate on it or say like oh they that's ill-gotten gains that's um you know, they probably broke some laws. They screwed over some people. Yeah, instead yeah. of like, you know, I wonder what they did to to get that. You know, to get uh, there because if someone else did it, it it's possible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, we all we all the same humans. It might look different for for you versus how they got their their wealth, but it's attainable. I forgot what I was watching. I think it was some random video, and this guy says he's like. Um, he was exposed to to the lifestyle of the rich. Um when he was in sports. And he said he, he was uh he was as part of the team, but he was he was kind of like he wasn't living at large yet. Yeah. But he was exposed to that world. He said he was out at dinner one time in, in a fancy, fancy place, high-end, and he's looking at the price of water. And it's like, <laughs> it's fifteen dollars for a glass of water here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he saw looks at over at the table next to him and there's people ordering steak there's people ordering lobster there's mm. people ordering like caviar and he goes and they weren't even looking at the price oh uh, yeah what's and he that. goes he said he said I, I looked over at the person next to me and they were kind of in the same situation he goes what are we doing wrong <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know, in, yeah instead of being like oh like look at that guy you know yeah, that. You look at yourself. Yeah, yeah. What are yeah. we doing wrong? And exactly. Said, you know, because it comes to a point where where money stops mattering, like it, it stops to become an issue, and it's like uh, you can you can afford to do all these things. I'm of the mentality that, you know, the lifestyle you want should be the end game, and the money is just a means to achieve that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
0: he goes, uh, like, there's some people that accumulate all this wealth. And they can go and buy a $400,000 car because it's like, what is it to them? It's like, oh, the bank account, it says 11 point, like what's the difference between 11.8 and 11.4 million? Yeah, you know, it's yeah exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's nothing. It's like 50 cent or a dollar, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, people are taught that that is what wealth means. But to some people, they might not care about $400,000 cars. You know, some people they just want they just want some place to some place to chill, some place to be able to do their thing, you know, maybe work on their hobbies and stuff like that. And that's it, you know. That just so happens that that person's hobby includes buying $400,000 cars. <laughs> but they 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 made sure that they would that they were able to to do that. And I think even uh I think even Warren Buffett his he lives in a pretty modest house. Like he oh, doesn't yeah, own dude. like he doesn't own mansions. <laughs> nah, 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 bro. Warren Buffett. He a regular, regular old house in a <laughs> suburban neighborhood, probably. Yeah.
1: Warren Buffett lived <laughs> in the same house he bought back in the 60s. Wow. <laughs> it's the same house. hmm Yeah, he was like on the and they said, You don't you don't own three, four, five houses. Yeah. He was like, I don't he said, I don't want to be a landlord. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be a landlord, mm-hmm. you know. He said, well, he, said, well, he said, I can't live in all of them at one time. Yep. It's all about just, like you said, being a afford the type of lifestyle that you want to live. If you want to live a modest lifestyle, you can afford to do that.
0: And then, to some people, it might, it might appear that you're well off because they see you doing, <laughs> they see you doing well. I feel like we need more of that. What's that? Um, more of that, uh, emphasizing people who, who live modestly, and they're happy." Yeah, you know? <laughs> like we, we love to look at the people who are rich and live happy and think, oh, yeah, they're happy because they're rich. And I feel like it's not emphasized enough on. Uh, we don't put enough emphasis on the people that live modestly and are very happy where they are.
1: Ooh, I think I think money, I think having money just affords you to be more of, of the person that you want to be. So like, for example, right. Let's say you're a charitable person. You like you like you like giving to charities or whatever. But if you don't have the money to do it, then how can you be charitable? but if you with the more money you have, the more charitable you can be you know mhm- so I mean it gives you the it gives you the 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 freedom to be the kind of person that you really want to be
0: I always tell people um like if if it was free to attend college. On my free time, that's where you would find me. You would find me on campuses. You would find me on, like, in the libraries. You know? The study, right? Yeah, learning, yeah. learning stuff, getting man. that knowledge, man. Mm-hmm, that's what it's because, all about. Yeah, like I, I love to learn, but man, I'm not about to go into debt. No. Nah. <laughs> so I can understand quantum physics better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Well, dude, now we got you got Google University now, YouTube University. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. No. There's yeah. There's, that, that's
0: something that <laughs> that I'm real, real big on. Like nowadays, you don't, you don't need it. Somebody told me like 70% of the jobs on the job market, they require a degree. You really don't need one. No. You, you can learn from doing the job. And it's like, I think companies are starting to, uh, companies are starting to, to pay attention to that. So more and more people, uh, companies are hiring people without degrees. They're looking at their experience, you know. They're yeah. Looking
1: at, what about the experience?
0: Uh, you, you, heck, even their approach towards wanting to do the job.
1: Yeah, most companies feel like if you have the right type of attitude, they can teach you the job. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason
0: I think more and more companies are leaning more, uh, are being more lenient on people having degrees in, in that field. And especially because nowadays, it, it, information is so prevalent on anything that you can learn how to start up your own business. You can learn how to, uh, how to manage a business, you know, everything, just watching videos, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: bro. I've, I've learned so much, Mark. Trust me, I am an A student at YouTube University. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a Valen Victorian of Google <laughs> University. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I've, I've learned so much just hitting up, you know, those sites, man, and just doing research. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, finding books and things like that and just, you know, just studying mm-hmm. on my own. See, i I did some college, you know, but it doesn't really benefit to nothing I'm doing right now. That's one thing that i um that I think about is uh, like
0: so many people that go to school and they get they spend up to eight years getting a degree that by the time they graduate that <laughs> that job is no longer a thing, or the industry is 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 crashing you know, yeah, how many people are accountants, how many people are um Like they study, they study finances or like bookkeeping, but now there's there's software Mm -hmm. that can do that for you. QuickBooks, and instead of more companies, how about instead of paying somebody fifteen dollars an hour, you know, forty hours a week, I'll I'll pay the two hundred dollars a month.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) For the QuickBooks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, it's it's gonna get to that point. It's gonna get to the point where you get to. You go to a McDonald's drive thru You're gonna have, probably have a robot taking your order.
0: I Wonder if QuickBooks is on the. I can buy stock in QuickBooks. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> well, you can the company that makes them. Um, yeah, they call they're called um, the Intuit. Intuit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, they, they yeah, do
0: good things, man. Oh, I love, TurboTax. I love doing my taxes on TurboTax.
1: Yeah, TurboTax. Hmm. Um, QuickBooks, and, and they got um, they bought um, Credit Karma. Oh wow. Credit, comma, and it's, a, it's a, another company. You ever heard of MailChimp? Yes. They own them too. Wow. MailChimp is like email marketing. Yeah, they bought them too, man. They're a big, they're big conglomerate. You know what they call it? Congl- conglomerate. Man, know. that's something I
0: need to have somebody on the podcast about is email marketing. Email, yeah, that's a good one. Is that even a thing?
1: Like, still, you know, who reads it? <sighs> they still use it, but I don't know. Yeah, how much, you know, how much does
0: that even bring in?
1: Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I mean, I think, um, People they still use it, but it's more about you know Facebook marketing and like Google, YouTube, and stuff like that. I heard somebody say one time, "Um, what's the best way to help a poor person?" Like, don't be one of them. that's <laughs> 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 you know, it makes it makes so much sense. Mm. You know, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to trying to find a. Better way to
1: explain it <laughs> for somebody who might not understand the joke. <laughs> oh, kind of like, you know, how you going to help somebody? How are you going to give somebody money if you don't have any money?
0: Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you were talking about earlier, if you're a charitable person. Yeah, yeah. And you have money, you can give to charity.
1: Yeah, you can give more to charity. The more you have, the more you can give. But if you don't have it, how are you going to give it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 it's all about perspective. You know, what's your, what's your perspective, how you see something, what's your perspective? Cause me and you, we could see, we could see the same thing, but two different ideas about it. You familiar with the show Parks and Recreation? I heard it, I never seen it. Uh,
0: okay, it. the guy, uh, Nick Offerman, he's a comedian. Uh-huh. He, he's one of the main characters and uh, he's very, uh, he's just, he's just a character and he goes, uh, he's like, I love the, I love the saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Like, how about you don't give a man anything, and you eat the fish? He's a grown man. Fishing's not that hard.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> hey, I, I gotta say this though. Speaking of saying that don't really make sense, right? Mm-hmm. I hate when people say, you know what they saying? You want your cake and eat it too. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> that means absolutely nothing. That's so stupid. Like, no, it's cake. What? A- <laughs>
0: What else am I gonna do with it? But actually, I'm trying to think of how that can be applied. I think that that actually, I think that might actually be a, a good, a good saying for people who, uh, who aren't patient, who want to be involved in the stock market. What's that? So they want the cake, which is owning the stock, uh-huh. but they want to eat it, which is reaping the benefits of. Like you said, they sell it because they've made five percent.
1: You know? Yeah, that's somebody who's um.
0: That's somebody who wants to have their cake and then eat
1: it. They eat they they eat it before it even gets baked. <laughs> <laughs> they eat eating batter. Yeah, that's the batter liquor. They, yeah, they're trying to they eating the cookie dough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's not good for you. <laughs> Let it bake out. Let it cook. Yeah. Man, thank you for doing this with me. Ain't no problem, man. Anytime.
0: I'm hoping somebody got something out of this conversation. <laughs> some,
1: some benefit,
0: hopefully mm-hmm. so. Yeah. You got anything you wanna you wanna plug? Anything you wanna promote?
1: I got a podcast called "The Real Talk" with Ryan Richard, and um, man, I talk about finances. I talk about relationships. I talk about you know different things like that. Um, it's mostly aimed at people with disabilities, but it's for anybody. But I talk a lot about um, those type of things. So if anybody's interested, um, just watch out for the podcast. The Real Talk with Ryan Rechard podcast. All right, man. Funny story about this interview. I actually did it twice
0: because the first time I forgot to hit record. Either way, both of those were fun conversations, and I'm glad I got to share at least one of them with you. So like always, let me know what you think of the show if you enjoyed this episode whatever platform you're using to listen to my voice. Please leave a rating and a review under my podcast. And if you know anybody who's looking to get into investing in the stock market and they don't know where to start, share this episode with them. There's links for ways you can connect with me in the description. There's also a link to Ryan's
2: podcast. Thanks for sticking around to the end and we'll talk next time. Bye-bye.